From Luminary, this is Karamo, a podcast. Hey friends, welcome to Karamo. I'm your friend Karamo, and this interview is in my Inspo to Go series. If you're new to the podcast, Inspo to Go interviews are focused around one person, most of the time a friend of mine whose journey has personally inspired me to be better, to learn more, or to try more. And I want to introduce them to you because I know their story will inspire you. So my Inspo to Go guest this episode is a woman by the name of Alexandra Gray. She is a trans actress who has been featured on shows such as Empire, How to Get Away with Murder, Transparent, and many others. She is only at the beginning of what I know is going to be a big career. Hey, friends! Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. What makes Alexandra so special is that she went from being homeless to living her dreams. When I worked in social services, Alexandria was actually one of my homeless youth that I work with. I'm getting chills right now just saying this. I wasn't in TV and neither was she. And to see her taking advantage of every opportunity, working hard and never giving up is a true inspiration. So without further ado, I want you to meet my friend and my baby in my head, Alexandra Gray. Hey, my love. How are you? Hi, Karamo. How are you? I am good, and I'm very excited to be talking to you because you know you are somebody that I love immensely, and this is years of love. This ain't no new love. I know. We go back. We go back. This is one of them old school loves. <laughs> yeah, we go way back to, like, I was a teenager. You were a teenager. You were a little baby, and I feel bad because that means I'm old. So, um, <laughs> And your face ain't changed. You look younger and younger, so we're going to digress from um, the aging right now. Um, okay. <laughs> so I want to start from the beginning with you. I want you to tell me about your childhood. I know a little bit about it. Yeah, well, I grew up on the south side of Chicago, and... And I grew up in foster care. So I've been in seven foster homes. I, I think the stories that you hear about children who grow up in the foster care system, that was pretty much like my experience. It definitely wasn't, you know, anything that was perfect or I had like two parents in the household. Like it was a rough upbringing, you know what I mean? So, yeah. And during that time, did you feel as if this was going to last forever? Like, this was my existence. What was your mindset during that time? You know what? I think so. I mean, there were some homes that were better than others, but I think when I was in high school was probably the worst time of my life for me. Like, there were days where I was very much afraid to go home. I think that's probably what inspired me to get into entertainment and because I equated, like, 
being good at things with making it out, Yeah, you know? So like, instead of going home, like I would get on the track team and I was like, if I'm really good at this. So I kind of threw myself into like every activity I could because I was just terrified to go home because physical, mental, sexual abuse, all of this stuff was going on when I was in high school. And at this time, you know, I was a young black male, if you will, before I transitioned. So it was definitely not easy. Yeah. Did people in your life at that time tell you that you couldn't make it? Oh, for sure. Well, I I mean, I always felt that I was different in every foster home, you know, and some of them, they had other children that were biologically theirs. And it was always just that feeling of you're going to end up just like your mom. You're going to end up on drugs. You know what I mean? Like it it was, it's just always very negative. And so do I remember someone saying that to me specifically? No, but I think just the general feeling and the general actions were like, you ain't going to be shit and you're going to be a statistic. You know, you're going to do what all foster kids do. So, Well, people don't realize that even outside of the foster care system, that when you say to someone, oh, you just like your mama, your daddy, and if your mother, your father has had some type of negative experiences, you're basically just telling the person like, that's your destiny. You don't have any other choice but that. And so sometimes it's not even just like, you're not going to make it. It's as simple as like, oh, you remind me of your mama. Oh, your mama did this Mm -hmm. and you're just like it. All that does is it reinforces in someone's self-esteem negative thoughts because you're telling them this is your only option is to be this way. And so, yeah, you were told that directly without those words coming out, but they said that to you. I think too, for me, that was like my kind of like driving force was that I never wanted to prove those people right. I always was like, I'm going to make sure I get a scholarship. I'm going to make sure that I get into school. You know, even though I really didn't want to go to college, I was like, I have to do these things because I want to break the cycle and I don't want people to continue to say this. So I know that the last foster parents you had, when you decided to share with them that you were going to transition, they kicked you out. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So, you know, before I transitioned, I sort of came out as gay first, if you will. And that did not go over well. (laughs) It was like, you can't come to Christmas anymore. You can't come to birthdays. You can't come to church. I got kicked out of the choir. Before I even decided to transition, my family had already disowned me. And so I kind of just took that as like, well, what do I have to lose at this point? I really feel like a woman. I really feel like it's deeper than just being gay, right? That's just what I'm saying to make it sound good. Yeah. I felt like I have nothing to lose at this point. I'm either going to choose to live and not die and not kill myself because I'm so depressed, or I'm just going to like live my truth because what do I have to lose at this point? And I was 18. Did you have any support from anyone outside of your family who was helping you during that time? You know, in terms of help, no. I mean, was I staying with friends at that time? Yeah, I was pretty much homeless at that time. And that's kind of what gave me the inspiration to come to L.A. and be homeless there. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, "Uh uh-uh. If this is going to have to be my situation, it's going to be my situation in nice weather. No, literally. It was like getting to be wintertime. And so it was getting cold and to be kind of hopping around looking for places to stay because I didn't have a place to go. And this was after I graduated from community college and like nothing seemed right. And so I think someone made that suggestion to me like, oh, you're really funny. You should go to California and be an actor. And I was like, okay. Because growing up the way I did, 
you don't even know what an actor is. You're not exposed to this type of stuff. So you don't even know what that is, even though you may have desires to sing and be an artist. Yeah. What's the Vanessa um, Williams song? Listen to the colors of the wind. I can't sing. You can. I can't. Listen, but, listen but, I'm not going to do this with you. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about? Like, I'm a big believer. Like, you get these little whispers that are like little pebbles that say, hold on. There's something for you. There's something more. And what happens is either we can deny those messages and downplay them, or we can say, hold on, there could be something here. And that person who said to you, you're funny, you should try acting. Mm -hmm. That was that whisper that you could have either ignored or you could have done what you did, which was say, you know what, I am going to take this leap of faith. So as you were taking the leap of faith, how did you stay positive? Because Everything around you is saying you can't be positive right now and you can't dream big. What did you hold on to? You know, when I think back to that time, I get a little emotional because I can't believe that the person that I was back then, the timid, scared, young person that I was growing up the way that I did, being afraid that my foster dad, as soon as my foster mom leaves, he's going to come knocking on my door and come to do some stuff to me, right? In high school, like that scared person back then, I can't believe that I got like the gumption to like actually do all that I did and to get on that plane and to go to a city where I knew no one and to live in a homeless shelter. Like I think back and I'm just like, wow, I really had to find some strength somewhere. And I think it was from this idea that I had nothing else to lose. And I think sometimes you have to hit rock bottom and you have to hit that point in your life. And for me, it was just at 18 where I was like, I'm not going to kill myself. Like, I know that I'm here for a reason. And so I just took that to like strengthen me to be like, I can do this. And honestly, when you have nothing to lose, you don't give a damn about like living in a shelter. You don't care about being homeless or other people seeing you. As bougie as I am now, I can't believe that I was like out on the street homeless, <laughs> you know, but um... <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. I knew you back then. And you was bougie then, too. So I I, I'm sorry to bust your bubble. You've always had an air of bougie in you, girl, um, from day one. But that was because I wanted better for myself, yes. I think. Right. Like, I think if I hadn't if you don't have that vision of like, yo, I can really do this. And I think a lot of you guys back then were able to see that in me. Everybody was able to see that, like, you really are going to go far, like if you are persistent and you keep up with that, because I was always determined. I mean, I was on castings and doing background work the next day that I got to California, homeless and all, like I figured out how to get myself onto a set and how to be making money doing background work, you know, and like, yeah. that's just unheard of. And I'll say that the sign that God gave me that this is what I was supposed to do was literally after I landed on that plane, spent my last $87 on that one-way plane ticket to LA. I got an email after replying to an ad on Craigslist and it was for an audition for an LGBT film called I Do. And literally it was shooting the next day that I got to LA and they came up to 25 of us extras and selected three of us and selected one of us for a speaking role. Now I didn't get that speaking role, 
but they selected me as one of the three out of 25 people. And I just remember feeling like, yo, God, this is a sign that I'm supposed to be here. And the rest is history. (laughs) It goes back to what we were saying about those whispers, those little things that are encouragements that you can miss in life because it's all about perspective. And I think that's one of the things that I love about you is that you've always had intention and perspective. And when you have those two things, it gives you a clarity to move forward in your life. And I say this from someone who's known you since you were younger, knowing that like, okay, there's something greater for me and reminding yourself that and having that be the driving force to push your self-esteem doesn't mean that you're not going through hard things, but it's just saying there has to be something more. And the more you say that, the more the universe will unveil itself. But when it unveils itself, it unveils itself in small little things. Yeah. When you listen to those things, it only encourages you more because you could have said to yourself in that moment, you know what? I didn't get the speaking line. Oh, I'm jealous. I'm upset. This is not for me. Fill in the blank. You know, you could have went down that list of negative things in your mind. But instead, you said, okay, I didn't get the speaking role. But if they're selecting three out of 25, they saw something to me. That was the pebble of the universe saying, girl, you're on the right path. Yeah. I mean, for it to happen that quick, right? Like I didn't really book my first big professional gig until, uh, what, five years later? It was like the idea that I learned so much and I got myself into college and I was able to study theater. Like I literally was setting the foundation for everything that has happened now. And I did that because I just lost so much in my life that I was determined that I have to make it. I can't come back to Chicago. I have nothing to come back to. And I think it's that fear of like, I have to make it work. I have to go after my dreams because what am I going to do? Go back to Chicago and like, go where? I don't have any family. Not one single phone call in almost nine years. And then you're talking about from your foster parents and people in your life, family members. You haven't talked to them in nine years. Yeah. Yeah, that's a difficult situation when you're alone. But what you do so gracefully is even in the solace of not having people around, you still have built community and still have built a family. And if I could share a story with you really quickly that we've never really talked about, but our paths are similar in many ways because when you were coming to the center and we were working together, I was also in this phase of like, I want to transition to the next phase of my career. Like I, I want to be in television. I want to do it. And I remember we were doing this Thanksgiving meal for the homeless youth. Do you remember those when we used to do those? I remember those. In the courtyard? Yeah. And I remember you had come up to me and it wasn't a ask. You had said... So listen, Karamo, I am performing and singing a song at the Thanksgiving thing. And I was like, oh, are you? And you were like, yes, I am. I want to practice my skills. I've been, you know, singing now. You probably don't remember any of this. I don't remember this story, but I'm listening. (laughs) You were so adamant that you were like, I'm practicing. You were like, I'm taking voice lessons. You know, I'm acting, but I'm taking voice lessons because I want to strengthen my voice and I need opportunities to practice. And I will get here, I will be on time and I'll do all the things. And I was just looking at you selling yourself through a humble confidence of saying, I know that there is something within me. And 
as I was on this same journey of saying, okay, I need to get into television and doing the same thing to other people, you were doing that sort of with me in this arena that wasn't anything. And I remember on that day, you got there early, you set up, you did everything, and you sang your ass off. And you did amazing. And I remember that day turning and saying, oh, she's going to make it. Knowing that your skill, your talent, your beauty, but also because being on the other side trying to hustle and nobody knowing that I was hustling a career, I was looking at you and saying, this is my contemporary. This is my peer right here. This is somebody who years from now I'm going to be walking down a carpet or being at an event with. Here we are, fast forward years later, I cried like you can imagine the day I saw you on Empire. And I still have it recorded on my TV down these stairs because I'm one of them old school hoes that like DVRs. <laughs> but um, I cried like a baby because you were on this national hit show singing in a beautiful gown. And all I could remember was that young woman saying, I'm taking singing lessons. I want to sing at this Thanksgiving dinner for homeless youth in a courtyard that was outside. You know what oh I mean? I was God. like, that was your godlike shine shining through. And I just, I still get chills when I think about that. At that moment, did you know what was coming ahead of you? See, I didn't sign up to be getting all emotional this morning with you, okay? Um, <laughs> shit. But that, no, that's so beautiful. I think I do remember that. And I have those moments where I think back to all those times where the center was really a place where I learned everything. I did my first solo there. I took voice lessons there. I got to film my, my short films and my web series there. So it's like a place where it was kind of like for me to develop as an artist. That had nothing to do with any of us. That had everything to do with you. And I only clarify this for anybody who's listening because what it takes is, yes, you need the resources and there's many places that are available that can give you resources, but what you need is intention and drive and clarity for your own yeah. life. And that is something you have to practice. And that was all you. Because I could say to you all day long, here's a program and you could show up or not. You took advantage of everything because of the person you are. I think I always just believed that I could do it. I think I was like, yo, I really think I can make a difference because I've never seen anyone like me. I've never seen anyone singing like me. And like, I just felt like I really could do it. And so to fast forward to all these years later, you and I first saw each other at the Glad Awards. Yeah. Your first season yes. of your show. And then that was my first year on my first big professional show. Transparent. Yeah. Transparent. And we won the Glad Award. It, I think you were backstage and like we just shared this reunion moment where we were both like, I can't believe our lives like that it happened in sort of in the same year, I think. So it's just so surreal. But to see myself on that stage on Empire singing in front of millions of people on primetime, like is really crazy because that was always my dream to be standing on a stage in a gown, hair blowing in the wind and to be singing <laughs> To be singing yes. like a ballad. And I just can't believe that it happened to me because it's not supposed to happen to trans girls like me. It's not supposed to happen to black trans girls. Like we're not supposed to get those opportunities. And so I can't believe that despite all that I am and all that I've been through, that I've been able to build a career for myself. I pinch myself every single day. 
But what it is, it's because of all that you are and all that you've been through is why it's happening. I sit here and talk about using drugs. I talk about teen pregnancy and having a kid when you're 16. I talk about all these things that I've been through because they now aid me in having better conversations. All the things you've been through and all of who you are is what allowed you to be on that stage. And I think what happens is people get to a space where they're like, I gotta conform for the rest of the world. I gotta pretend like my life was perfect. I have to pretend like I always feel good about myself. I have to pretend. And when you pretend, you actually are denying yourself the growth you need to get to where you need to go. Yeah, I think too, for me, the biggest lesson I've learned is that you just got to do it. Like, it's really that Mm. simple. Like, I'm living proof that, like, if you have a dream, you need to get your ass up and you need to go after it. If you are not taking singing lessons and acting classes and just working on yourself every single day, I strive to be the best person that I can be outside of the career because I know that everything else is going to fall into place if I'm doing the work. And so now... I don't care about recognition. I don't care about any of this other stuff. I just want to show up and do good work. And when you really just get up and do it because life is too short, it's like anything is possible. Yeah. And as cheesy as that sounds, it really is. It is 100%. In those moments when you were doing things, trying things, saying, I'm going to just take a single lesson. I'm going to try this. I'm going to do that. There was moments I know for a fact where it was like money's tight or I got to figure out like, okay, my living situation, I got to continue to make sure that I'm still surviving. What did you say to yourself in those moments to keep encouraged? Well, I mean, you know, if we're being honest, I mean, were there dark days? Absolutely. Was there a period where the background work sort of stopped and everything in the industry started changing? And this is way before I started working on TV as an actress. Absolutely. And I was still living in a shelter, right? And making no money and working Mm -hmm. odd jobs and getting fired from jobs because I was trans. And so it's very dark. I'm going to give you the real shit, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to be dark days, right? But you just have to see that light, right? And you have to keep fighting because the worst regret that any of us can have is what if? And I'll tell you that after I had my successful year on TV in 2016, I didn't work for two and a half years. Nobody would hire me. It was almost as if, child, I thought it was Monique for a second. I was like, honey, they blackballed me. (laughs) I didn't piss off somebody, okay? But, um, you know, I was just really worried. Like, why? You know what? <laughs> that was like that. That was like, you were fool. Uh, she fool said, Daddy, one. would you like me to continue? Um, <laughs> okay. but I just was really devastated because, I mean, I think I was the only trans actress working on TV that year. And then nobody would hire me for two and a half years. And I fell into depression. I was going to move to Las Vegas and I was going to work in a casino and like live cheaper and all this stuff. And then something snapped in me where I said, I'm going to either deal with the bullshits that comes along with being an actress and an artist in this business, or I'm just going to give up and I'm going to live with the regret of what could happen. And not less than a month later, I booked my first lead in a movie that's going to be out in theaters. And then after that, I haven't stopped working up until this time. And I think that's because I had to make that commitment to say, I'm not going to feel entitled. I'm not going to feel this. I'm going to keep doing this until the day that I die because there's nothing else I'd rather do. And I can't live with the regret of what could have happened if I mm-hmm. didn't give up. Ooh, 
Ooh, that would be some shit for your ass, baby. But what a profound question to ask yourself. Can I live with the regret of what if? Because people don't focus on that question because they know the answer. They know the answer is no. You'll be miserable. You'll be upset. You'll be mad with yourself. And so it's hard to face the truth because if people ask themselves that question, can I live with that regret of not going after my dreams? Can I live with the regret of not fulfilling my true passions and being true to my goals and who I want to be? Can I live with that regret? If they asked themselves that question, the answer would be no. And how could you ever be upset? Now the process for me is so different, auditioning, because I can never be upset because you don't get one thing. That's just because there's something else better for you. Last year alone, I could have potentially done a play in New York or I could have been on Empire. And had I got that play right I wouldn't have been able to do Empire. And TV is where it's at for me, right? I'm not no theater. I'm not no Broadway actress just yet. And so I wasn't ready for that. But, you know, the opportunity that I've been working my whole life for came to me instead literally a week later. So it's like you have to just take everything as a blessing. Take those no's as a blessing that something else better is right around the corner. So that's why you can't give up because... It may happen for you tomorrow. It may happen for you next year. So don't be no fool. Okay. Yep. I'm going to add to that. They see us and they see the success we're attaining and they're like, oh, well, they made it. And so that's why it's so important to have these backstories because then it's like, oh, snap. If I'm in my car listening to this, I'm in my mama's house listening to this, I'm in a homeless shelter listening to this, you can say, wow, okay. Because similar to you, prior to getting Queer Eye, I booked a show and they canceled it. And I was like, well, there it goes. That was a shot. And I immediately had to click myself out of that mindset and said, no, 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 no. There is something else going on. And when Queer Eye came about, I had found out and they said they were done auditioning. They were not going to take anybody else. They had already found the people. And I said, not today, Satan. I'm going to beg. I'm going to plead. I'm going to show my talent. I'm going to do every little extra thing. And finally got someone to say, yes, we'll see him. And I said, you might have already done your casting, but God ain't finished his casting. I take me to church. I'm going to take him to church with you because I'm, I'm on the line with a friend. God didn't finish his casting. And so when I decided and made that decision that, yeah, you might have did your casting, but God ain't did it yet, it allowed me to know that I could confidently walk in there and still be viable for the job. And the minute that I got in there, we see how things worked out because I now have the job. But it's one of those things where you said there was a play here that I could have taken and you got had to say no because God had a different plan for you. And so you can't be discouraged by the things or the no's or those opportunities you think you're missing out on because there is something greater for you. So what is next for you, Alexandra? Because I see Academy Awards. I see Tonys. I see Emmys. What is in your mind? You know what? I want to just conquer the world. I think that for me, if nothing else happens, and let me get through this, right? If nothing else happens going forward, if God forbid I was to be done tomorrow, I can say that I touched somebody's life and somebody's heart. Somebody saw me on TV and they were inspired to not give up and be stronger than maybe even I was back then in my situation. And at the end of the day, that's really what it's about for me. Do I want to win an Oscar one day and be the first transgender, you know, actress to win an Oscar? Absolutely. And do I want to win a Grammy one day? Absolutely. That's all stuff for me that I want to do outside of the humanitarian part about it. 
I, I do just want to be an artist and I just want to work. I'm so thankful that you continuously respond to life with perseverance, with strength, with courage, with talent, with drive, with humility, because it's going to continue to bless you with so many opportunities that are going to allow you to one day, and I claim it for you, to be standing on that stage, winning that Academy Award as the first trans actress and winning that Grammy. It will come because you will continue to show up for yourself so that that can happen. Alexandra, I've known you for years. You are family to me. I love you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. I love you. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Friends, I can't tell you how meaningful and full circle this conversation is for me. Alexander is a true testament of the fact that no matter what life throws at you, if you never give up on yourself, ask for help, and keep taking every opportunity that is presented to you, your dreams will come true. If it happened to Alexandra and if it happened to me, trust me, it will happen for you. Friends, as always, thank you for listening and growing with me. Make sure to hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Karamo to let me know your feelings about today's episode. Till next time, take care of yourself and each other. Karamo, a podcast, is an entertainment show. For advice or support on any emotional or mental challenges, please contact a licensed professional in your town. This show was produced by Karamo, Nick Panella of Workhouse Media, and assisted by Ellie Charles. All music composed by Ernie Wooden and the Big Woozy Band, and all episodes are edited by Nathan Moody. Thank you for listening and growing with us. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.